welcome to the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. I'm your host, Michael McGruther, and I'm back, and I'm ready for the second half where we continue our conversation about the political narrative and how its main purpose is distraction so that you will provide a reaction which buys the government and people in media and power positions more time from you taking their place, which is your rightful place, the place where you belong, is replacing those in power. They're trying to prevent it, but now, at this time in history, we're going to push through because we've wised up and we've seen the script enough times that we can predict where it's going. Yes, there's chaos. Yes, there's madness. And yes, there's evil people in the world. And some of them are our elected officials. One of the easiest and best ways to distract you is by creating an unbelievably bad, bad guy in your mind, and then creating a situation where you're led to believe that individual will become arrested and that justice will be served. But if you're paying attention and you notice, justice is never served. Instead, it's spread around like socialism to a few people associated with that individual, to a few of the associates who helped bring that individual to power. That's how justice is served. It's actually revenge. And those who seek revenge should dig two graves, as the saying goes. That's why the subject is always changed right at the last minute. And how was the subject changed recently to continue the charade of bumping you along, hoping for the thing that will never happen, and fighting against the thing that you can't prove happened. Let me use an example that is going to piss some people off. Joe Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now, Trump started the process and said we have to get our troops out. That's exactly right. Trump took our party the Republican Party, in a direction that was heading towards becoming more like the left. Not in value, but in the things that we use to reach our goals. The culture. Being anti-war. Being nationalist instead of globalist. Those things were slowly changing, but the first step, the big step, the thing Trump campaigned on was getting our troops home from Afghanistan. Now, when Joe Biden executed that after stealing the election, and I do believe the election was stolen, he executed it poorly. Or did he? Now, it's easy to sit back and say, well, if Trump did it, it would have absolutely been a better, uh, it would have totally been spotless. But you know something? That's unreasonable and that's not true. There is always things that happen that are unexpected. But the one thing that I really expected is that you would be bombarded with out-of-context information that would help draw you back to that moment of fighting for something that wasn't true fighting against something that probably didn't happen so that you could just waste more of your time. Exhibit A, the dogs in cages. Now, the picture was lined up with cages 
that had service dogs in them. And it looked like, perhaps, they were left behind. And cold-hearted Joe Biden was to blame. But the fact remains, that could have been a picture of dogs that were being transported six or seven months ago from point A to point B. That could have been a picture of right before they were put on the airplane. None of that can be proven. But what can be proven is pundits on the right in their pursuit of distracting you from taking your eyes off the power and into the thing that is abstract, fooled you into thinking, or cajoled you into it, or led you into it, whatever the hell it was, however you want to describe it, they made you get really pissed off over a picture that was completely out of context after you have learned the hard way over and over and over again because you defend Trump, rightly so, for the out-of-context videos and pictures about him. You can't have it both ways. You can't point out the game on one side and then when it's played against you, not see it. And if that is what happens to you, that means you're too emotional and you have to get a little bit more analytical. I agree with most everything that you probably agree with politically. I'm a pro-life, conservative, Catholic guy. But I'm reasonable and I'm nuanced. And I understand that the real issue we have is not dogs being left behind in Afghanistan, but pundits and politicians using pundits to create narrative that's confusing, impossible to prove, and ultimately an empty fight that draws you away from the target. The target is power. Power is attained through culture. And the culture in Washington that has been established is in dividing the American people into camps, the gulags. On the left, they get what they ask for. On the right, we get told what we want to hear. What actually happened is this. The boy stayed home, had another fight with his father, stabbed him to death, and left the house at 10 minutes after 12. He even remembered to wipe the knife clean of fingerprints. Now, are you trying to tell me that this knife really fell through a hole in the boy's pocket, someone picked it up off the street, went to the boy's house, and stabbed his father with it just to test its sharpness? No, I'm just saying it's possible the boy lost his knife, and that somebody else stabbed his father with a similar knife. It's just possible. Take a look at this knife. It's a very unusual knife. I've never seen one like it. Neither had the storekeeper who sold it to the boy. Aren't you asking us to accept a pretty incredible coincidence? I'm just saying a coincidence is possible. And I say it's not possible. Where did that come from? Where did you get it? I went out walking for a couple of hours last night. I walked through the boys' neighborhood. I bought that in a little pawn shop just two blocks from the boys' house. It cost six dollars. It's against the law to buy or sell switchblade knives. That's right, I broke the law. Listen, you pulled a real bright trick. Now, suppose you tell me what it proves. Maybe there are ten knives like that, so what? Maybe there are. But what does it mean? You found another knife like it. What's that, the discovery of the age or something? 
You mean you're asking us to believe that somebody else did the stabbing with exactly the same kind of knife? The odds are a million to one. It's possible, but not very probable. Okay, fellas, let's take our seats. There's no point standing around all over the place. You know, it's interesting that he'd find a knife exactly like the one the boy bought. What's interesting about it? Interesting. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. There are still 11 of us here who think he's guilty. Right. What do you think you're going to accomplish? You're not going to change anybody's mind. So if you want to be stubborn and hang this jury, go ahead. The kid will be tried again and found guilty as sure as he's born. Probably right. In America, a man is not guilty until he is proven guilty. He is innocent until that time. And that judgment rests on the existence or the proof of reasonable doubt. Reasonable doubt is the reason why our system upholds its justice in the proper way over time. And reasonable doubt is what is being removed from the American mind and imagination. Just like the scene that you just listened to from 12 Angry Men, that is how politics works. One piece of evidence is cast down and a story is built around it, And that story edifies all of the prejudices and the feelings and the understanding that the individuals have who are on the receiving end of it. Perhaps they're naive about something and the evidence then plays to them in a different way. But what Henry Fonda does when he puts the exact same knife on the table, sticks it into the table is he exposes the lie and he shows that reasonable doubt exists. Reasonable doubt is something nobody wants you to have because in politics, reality is created through story and then it is codified by removing reasonable doubt. And since all politics is narrative, you have to apply the courtroom filter, to every bit of political news that you receive. Anything that you see, any story that is put your way in a political manner is one side of the story laying down evidence. The evidence is always tainted and it's always backed up by a story. Your job to find the truth is to uncover the reasonable doubt. There's reasonable doubt that those dogs were left in a cage. There's reasonable doubt that the man dangling from the helicopter was filmed exactly that week. There's reasonable doubt in almost everything that has been said about President Trump that you and I both know is not true. But reasonable doubt as a thought is removed from the conversation removed from the possibility in your imagination because the storytelling is that powerful and that emotional and the psychology presses the right buttons so that you will never stop calmly and consider the evidence and search for reasonable doubt. In order to maintain order, in order for us to reestablish peace amongst ourselves, reflected back to us in the media, we must value reasonable doubt as the thing that puts out all political fires. Make these people prove their case. Don't let them get away with very simply 
jazzing up a scene, taking some evidence, planting it where they want it, finding it when they want it, and using it in a story to make you forget that there's a potential, even the slightest bit of potential, that it's not true. We are the court of public opinion. We're given tainted evidence all the time. As jurors sitting around who didn't ask to be locked down, who didn't ask to be told to stay home, who didn't want this globalist empire with China to be built by trade deals that our representatives made while working together to distract us, both left and right, by fighting over inflated versions of good guys and bad guys, by worrying about the simplest, stupidest things that are no skin off anyone's back, but made to seem like the most important problem in the world. We must start embracing our role as the jurors. The news and the politicians are all competing lawyers that work for different clients. And those clients have stories that they're trying to manipulate so that we'll feel one way or another. And each piece of evidence that is put in front of us must be scrutinized. And if you can find any reasonable doubt whatsoever, you have to dismiss the story as false. There's too much at stake. It's our freedom that is at stake. This isn't a game of right versus left. We got them this time. We'll get them next time. There is no next time. It's been completely exposed, and it's completely obvious to anybody looking with an honest set of eyes. There's one party in the United States of America, and it is called the government. And the government operates both political identities and uses them as their lawyers, who then present evidence to the American people that is tainted and false. Reasonable doubt shuts down the game. Make them make their case before you get so aggravated that you will let them steal another year of our lives. Because there is a schedule that the media goes on that is concocted with the government, and the schedule is not yours. You are in the next part of their story. It was the Afghanistan pullout fire. They know that they were gonna make that into a shit show to piss off one side and make the other side go searching for reasons why they shouldn't be pissed off. But what it does is it takes everybody off the target itself, which is power. And power comes from where? Culture. And culture is gained how? By creating it. By us, we the people, not them the corporations and their elected officials that they paid for. We gotta change this game. And I feel that the time has come. Everybody sees it and everybody knows it. So put on your juror outfit and pay attention to the evidence. Because nine times out of 10, there's so much reasonable doubt, you have to let it go. Thank you for downloading the Sub Pop Cult Podcast. With your help and a little bit of closer attention paid to the political narrative, we can overcome the division done to us by storytelling. We tell our own stories and we tell them to each other and we embrace each other's unique journey through the United States of America and we will be halfway home to getting over this awful period in American history.